Jesus Christ, Doc, you disintegrated Einstein. Disintegrated Einstein. Einstein. It's a mini-sode. Hi, it's Frida. And it's Abby. Welcome to the 90s and the movies that shaped us. But is it a perfect dream or a teenage nightmare? Skater boys and valley girls, grunge kings and prom queens, math geeks and fashion divas, T-birds and pink ladies. They had it all and we were loving it. Wardrobes to die for, keggers, street races and being coy while the guy you fancy sings to you from the bleachers. 20 years on and we're reliving our teenage fantasies, but does it still pass the vibe check? We are on episode 5 out of 5 of our Teenage Dirtbag mini-series and this week we are talking about Grease. Having a cast with an average age of 27 didn't stop this movie from following the trials and tribulations of teen life in the 50s. The bad boys and girls of Rydell High are the poster children for sexism, teen pregnancy, assault, and we watch on with glee and a hum in our hearts as they drag innocence through the mud. After all, 50s housewives are so out. It's all about the grease and the spandex from now on. It's electrifying. There you go. (laughs) It's teenage pregnancy. I don't, it doesn't really translate as teen pregnancy because Rizzo's like 50 or whatever, you know. She's just like 30 years old. So Janet Stalker, she's, she's 33. Stalker Channing. <laughs> I literally did so look funny. at the cast ages and worked it out and it is an average age of, age of 27 for the cast. The youngest oh, is 20. Funny. John Travolta, tw- his John Travolta was 20. He was 23. 23? Yeah. Jesus. Well, here we are. Five yeah. out of five. Five I'm out of sad five. sad this is the last one. And it, so how do we feel about Greece now? Like, I... <laughs> it, like, it's... There's so many problems with this movie, but I love it so much. I... So... My first comment was, I hate every second of this. <laughs> and that's... It, uh, but it's funny because it just pulls me in. Right. Like, with, I don't want to be pulled in. In the beginning, I'm just like, oh, I fucking hate every second of this. And then as as you go on, like, it's the girl with the pink towels going, I'm like, shut up. See a penny, pick it up. Shut up. But, like, by the end of it, I'm like, ching, ching, and he changed. By the end of it, I'm like, yay. Yeah, I can't help it because I can't help it. I just get into it, even though I like I'm resisting. Yeah, it's amazing. Every time I watch it, it's the same process. I start it saying "fuck this," and by the end of it, I'm like, more, 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 more. I know. I was the same. I was just watching it, and I was like, I started out, and I was just going, "No, I don't want," because like, there's just and it's and it's this is wrong, and that's wrong, and why are they doing this? And it's all those little bits, but you're still just like, they're kind of like, "Go grease that, and you burn up the quarter." Like even the lyrics yeah, to the song start, "Grease" are yeah. so fucked, and you're just like, <laughs> "Go grease that." You start twitching, and you're like, "What? What is this? Why am I suddenly dancing?" Because it's infectious. It is, exactly. It's seriously infectious. I think the turning point is beauty school dropout. In my opinion, mm. that's when it starts. Like that's, I think that song is the first song that I'm like, oh, this is 
kind of amazing and then it sort of sucks slowly after that (laughs) pulls you through it i actually ranked i actually ranked all the songs i don't know if you where that belongs but i did it for my own okay cool we'll we'll find we'll find we'll find a spot for that to go um all right i'm just having a look because again all my notes are handwritten this time so i'm like i do have it in sections so it's fine but um oh yeah so before we get into the first bit, uh, is there anything that you want to say about the cast or any anyone that individually you want to pick out or groups or whatever? Yes, Olivia Newton-John has just passed away. I know. So, her, yeah, I don't know. She did quite a lot for breast cancer research. Yeah. Like, no, I would be talking about it as much if it wasn't for her, not in Australia anyway. So that's pretty special. It's sad that eventually that's what killed her, but I guess right. cancer kind of comes. But anyway, yeah, she's she's so unique. There is no one like Olivia Newton-John. She's so specific. Yeah. I really don't think there's anyone like her. And just the fact that she talks in that accent as well is like, we talk about accents a lot. I bring it up a lot, how it bugs me that people put on accents. Mm. And I love that she just talks th- in her voice. Yeah. It's like a very cultivated Australian accent. There is something really genuine about okay. Sandy the whole way through, you know, the way that Olivia Newton-John plays it. Like, she is very genuine. She's yeah. not, like, play- it doesn't feel like she's playing hurt. it up. She just feels like she's just, that's who Sandy is. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, all I wanted to really put. Oh, Stockard Channing, of, of course. Yeah. But she oh. ca- she's she's the answer for like half my questions, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was just like, Rizzy, Francho and Marty, I just love them so much. Um, and then I was also kind of looking at it, I was like, there's two things I want to point out. I like the fact that all the girls in The Pink Ladies are different. They're not clones because that's what we get in all of these movies nowadays, you know, like Mean Girls and all that kind of stuff. They're all clones of each other. They all behave in the same way, act um, how like they all like the same things, do the same things. Whereas with this, it was like they're the pink ladies, but every single one of them is entirely individual in their own way. And I love that about it. It just showed like this group of friends who were so different from each other, but were best of friends. Sweet. My assumption was with that is because it originated from musical theatre when you're much further away from the stage. So they have to have like distinctive aesthetics and distinctive voices so Mm. that you can tell who's who. That was my thinking. The way they have them all in very different hair and very different voices. So you're like, that's that one. That's that one. That's how I, because I did not understand Marty, her whole, I didn't get the way her hair was. She was allowed to talk like this. I did not understand. Why does she talk like that? Why does she yeah. act like that? I... Marty's the USO girl. That's Annette. That's Marty. She's she's Marty's the pinup girl. Annette. Jan's the That's Brady Annette. bunch. What? Who's Annette? I don't understand what we're talking about. Who's the pigtails? Jan. Jan. I don't like Jan. I thought Annette. Okay. I thought her name is Annette. Who's Annette? There's no Annette. There's Frenchie, Rizzo, Marty, Jan. Okay. Ignoring everything I've just said. Okay. Okay. Forget, scrap everything. 
Uh, my <laughs> response to what you say is, all I have to say to that is that I thought that Marty's name was Annette and so they'll fix it up quickly. And I didn't like Jan at all because I didn't understand why she talked like that and why she looked like that. But I did appreciate that the pink ladies were kind of cartoonish in a sense. Their characters were a bit cartoonish. So it, it helps make them stand out against the background and stand out against each other. So anyway, my, my point was that the girls are all different to each other. They're not clones of each other. They're entirely <laughs> each, each, an, each is an individual uh, person with an individual personality and, and aspects to them. And for that reason, and then including the mechanic, the principal and Blanche, Frida, this movie, more than any movie we've ever talked about, passes the Sam's test. So intensely, oh, cool. this movie passes the Sam's test. Which is just crazy because we're not Yay. talking about any science, but, you know, anywho. <laughs> I just wanted to point that out. Right, so shall we get into the best bits then? This is the first part of it. So our yes. first question is, what I have such a list. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Oh. Do you not have a list? One, two, I have three. One of them is a two-parter. All right, okay, give, give me your first one then. The school dance is my favorite yes. part. And specifically, I love the shot of all the girls waiting around to dance. I love it. It's so fantastic when yeah. it pans across all the girls and they're all sitting there. And I love when John Travolta does his Homer Simpson on the floor, when he sweeps <laughs> the carpet. You know that move? Oh, yeah. Which eventually became Homer Simpson's like dance move yeah. where he's lying on the ground, like running in place, like a sundial. I just loved that. <laughs> I love the dance scene. It's amazing. I was always obsessed with the dance. I just always, I just always like, it's just so fun. It just made me want to dance. That's all, it just made me want to be able to dance like that. Always. What's your best bits? Um, Danny at the gym. The whole bit oh, where that's Danny my, goes what, to the my gym. next best bit. And then yeah. he, he pulls he pulls I love the it. comb out of his shorts and combs his hair and then puts the comb back into his shorts. It's so I funny. love that exact scene. But it's also gorgeous. It's gorgeous because they have their like the whites, their their red tops against the white. It's actually it's like beautiful. That that shot is kind of gorgeously done. It's like they have a lot of nostalgic kind of colors and things like that, where they like mm. have the fifties colors and there's a lot of nostalgia, but I honestly find the gym aesthetic is the best. It yeah. looks unbelievable. I loved that. I wrote that down as well. Yeah. And I do love the comb. Um, what are they wearing? The red and white. The coach is in blue. That's right. They're red, white. The coach is in blue. It's against the sort of out. Yeah. It's beautiful. Loved it. Uh, should I give you another the... one? Well, that was mine, I guess. So, sorry, I'm just having a look. Uh, I I'm trying to make out my... Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> There's the scene where they're at the diner and Sandy's on the date and then Danny, like, comes up to her at the jukebox and he's trying to act like he doesn't care and it's just the classic, iconic... Ha, 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 ha. I can't do the laugh. Like, I can't do it. Yeah. Ha, ha, ha. I just can't, but it's so good. It's just such a great moment of just his complete. Yeah. It's, he plays it so well. It's hilarious. Um, it's great. What else have you got? I, I'll give you an. Yeah, so in this scene where they're like, 
What's what's Danny's last name again? Zuko. Um, Danny Zuko. Hey Zuko, I got a surprise for you. And they like throw her forward. Yeah. And she's and he's like, Sandy. And she's like, Danny. And then she's like, I mean, oh, I mean, baby, how are you? What's up, yeah. baby? I don't even care. And she's like, Danny, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you, Danny? Why are you acting like this all of a sudden? <laughs> Oh, no, baby. I don't know what you're talking about, baby. <gasps> Daddy. It's <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. I love it so much. It's so ridiculous, Sadly. the whole thing. Yeah, it's, it's excellent. The, his, the look on his face when she first comes through and then like, I mean, you know. <laughs> it's just like, come on. Um, I've got like every single thing with the principal and Blanche. Every moment of the principal and Blanche ding, together, ding, ding. I just—they—they're yeah. just tiny little side comedy bits, but they're perfect and they're hilarious. And then at the end, they're blubbering. It's just great. I love it. Um, I've got two two lines. Then I mean, Marty and the whole one woman USO is just fucking brilliant. It's one of the best moments for me in the whole thing. What with her, like, uh, with her writing the letters? I don't think yeah, I know her, what USO is, but her, so with, it's, with her it's letter her writing. Whole, it's her flip book of all the, all the, so it's all army officers. So yes, that's what I figured. She's writing, yeah. she's, she's sending, like, yeah, okay, good. Yeah, so yeah, she's being great. like a pen yeah, pal for she, all she's, of these guys, all the, sir, all the guys out in service. <laughs> um, uh, and yeah, just the, I think the USO she's is She's such the, a character. Yeah, yeah. It's a private organization that provides entertainment, social and social events for members of the military. So Marty is a one woman USO. <laughs> I just think it's great. And then one of, one of my favorite lines for, for no logical reason whatsoever is just the fact that um, Patty Sincock, there's a, there's a bit where like Patty Sincock is coming in. And I don't know, is it Rizzo? And she just goes, uh, Patty Sincock's the bad seed of Rydell High. <laughs> I just I just love it. I love Rizzo. How about I'm going to try to do this? The the end of Summer Nights always gives me, cracks me up. I cannot stop laughing when the, when they get to the end of Summer Nights. They sing that last note. I yeah. die of laughter. It goes like this: Summer Nights. <laughs> that so note is so summer. flat. Nights. <laughs> Tell me more, more. <laughs> it just kills me yeah, and the yeah. second they open their mouths and the and the song track comes in in a completely different volume and it, they're just lip syncing it's like it's so funny it's so but the, thing, the whole thing about it is like when you when you think about like loving this movie as a kid right and or like when you're younger and you watch Grease and you're like oh my god and it's so fun and it's a musical and you sing along and everything's joyous and then you get older and you listen to the lyrics of the songs and every song lyric, like all of We're the getting songs. ahead. We're getting okay, ahead. All right, okay. We're getting all right, so let's, let's move into the next section then. The next bit is um, things that shock you nowadays. There we go. There we go. The lyric. Yeah, like the song lyrics, of course. It, the Summer Nights is like. Oh God, it, it's so, it's so grotesque. Yeah. And, and it's not even the, the delivery. It's the way the guys are like their, their motions and their facial expressions, the way they're saying oh, yeah. it. It's just like very over the top. They're trying to compare it to the girls. 
<laughs> he held my hand and then she got down in the sand. <laughs> it's just like, and it's all bigging it up as well because we know it's bullshit. We know it didn't happen, but like, it's just the, that whole depiction of the way <laughs> girls talk about it and the way guys talk about it. And it's perfect, the contrast. But uh, but that's but yeah. that's the joke um, is that he's making it all up. I think that wait, don't you think that's the joke is that he's making it up? It is, but I'm I'm just saying Guys. that like the um, <laughs> it's that's that's the contrast is is how that difference and it and I yeah. think it's been for like so so many of our lives where women talk about it in a certain way and men talk about it in an entirely different way when when you kind of meet someone. And you stuff, think that's so. true? And definitely when you you're think younger, that's yeah. True? It's not true though. When you're younger, but but it's not, not true. Think- like in general, women are. Uh, I th- I don't know why. I think there's like a persisting idea in the media that somehow women aren't like objectifying men and being gross or no. Have but I'm, I'm just saying that I'm just saying that nasty. throughout. I'm saying that throughout history, and when when we were younger and watching it. When you're a teenager, when you're their age and you're doing, you're talking about having met a boy, girls are more likely to be like, oh, he was really sweet. And, you know, and and we went here and he put Mm. his arm around me and whatever. Whereas guys are going to be like, did you do it? Did you do it? I don't, I don't remember any of my female (sighs) friends being like, did you do it? Did you bang him? Did you bone him? You know? And I don't remember any male friends being like, did she kiss you? Did you hold her hand? Like I'm, I'm not saying that it's the right way to be. I'm just saying that I think that's the way it's been portrayed for a long time. That's true. As, as teens no. and stuff. So. But, but if you think about it, maybe girls will be like, "Did he kiss you?" In Friends, when Rachel kisses Ross, and the scene where this is so accurate, and Rachel goes back to her friends, and she's like, first he started like slow, and then like just got a little bit more intense, and then like his hands were like in my hair, and then like they're like all over my body, and they were like, ah. Oh. And then you see Ross telling the boys and they're like, was it tongue? And he's like, yeah, yeah. And they're like, nice. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> All right. So next next one is, um, I mean, well, there's the obvious one that we can get to in a minute. I want to talk about the, um, I want to talk about the one that's um, the whole Vince and Marty at the dance. The yeah, yeah, whole I, that was Vince one of Fontaine mine. Thing. Vince in general. It's so, like, yeah. I mean, it's so creepy now, particularly when you think about it, you think about the age that they were supposed to be at the dance, just the whole attitude is like, yeah. Uh, no. Mm. Yeah. And I, at the dance, the mooning, the mooning of yeah. the camera, that's, <laughs> you know, that shocks way you. out of fashion. <laughs> no, no, it's just, it's just like, no, it's so not done anymore um i had one which was the scene in the car but but leading into that is like because just to lead into that bit he leaves her at the dance he abandons her they're dancing together i never understand why the guy pulls her off the dance floor and instead of just leaving the dance and going and joining her he continues to dance with the other woman and i know it's all like you know plot whatever but like she runs off and then the next scene we have is she still just goes to the movies with him and she's in the car with him and it's just the the little effort that he has to go through at every stage throughout the movie to get her to come back to him despite the fact that he's clearly a dick to her every moment and then we have that scene and yeah please go go with what you were going to say about that because 
that scene was, first of all, he's incredibly aggressive with her and it's super rapey. Like, really? And she's like, Danny, Danny, stop. I like that I can just say it in my accent. It's amazing. She doesn't talk. She's like, Danny, stop. I'm serious. Danny, stop. And he's like, oh, why would why would she put out and proceeds to sing yeah. an entire song complete with hot dog symbolism yeah. about how Stranded like, Stranded oh. at the drive-in. Branded. And because she sings a whole song, she's like, hopelessly devoted. <laughs> I'll talk about oh. that later at the end. Yeah. But... She, but his song about her is literally like, I'm so sad for myself because I'm not getting anything from this girl. Yeah. Like that's <laughs> talk about can, and talking about the meaning of songs. Can I go to my next one? Uh, yes. Rizzo's song. My yeah. mum told me that Rizzo's song was about thinking about an abortion. That's what she told me. But when I listened to the content of the songs, I was like, oh, no, no, that's not what she's saying. She's saying there's worse things I can do than be a slut. She's yeah. like, okay, I'm slutty, but at least I'm nice. I don't lie. I don't steal. I'm a good person. I just like to have sex. There are worse things I can do. That is fucking profound. Yeah. You know, I, I, that is profound. I was confused earlier. Yeah, because you said that to me before and I'd never heard of, I'd never thought of Rizzo's song as a song about abortion. And I'm still not entirely sure if I believe that she had an abortion or if she had a miscarriage or if it was just a false alarm. I don't think that that idea is explored really, but it is just false alarm. I'm not yeah. pregnant. So like, I just, but yeah, her song, like, it's so, it's so serious. And there's still a lot of like, it's still a great moment. Like the song is exceptional. But yeah, when you look at the lyrics, and it's the same with all of the songs, the lyrics, like the level of like the sexual innuendo, rape culture, um, but seriousness. Slap shaming. Like everything, all the songs are very, act when you actually pay attention to the lyrics, are all very serious and have a very specific type of message in what yeah. they're sending. And it's the same with Rizzo's song. It's, as you said, it's it's the slut shaming thing. And, but it's, she's, she's holding herself up because she, but it, there's still problems with it because what she's also saying in that is like, I won't tease. She's basically saying, I, I follow through, you know, yeah. I don't back away worse from thing. it. Yeah. And, and it's like, oh, if you, if you make a guy think like you're going to have sex with him and then choose not to, that's a worse thing that I could do. And I don't do that. Like, you know, I, I follow through with what, with, with it. I don't tease. I don't know. I, I it's just, it's like when I look at it now and I'm just like, oh, I can't believe. <laughs> Somebody rewrite all yeah. of the lyrics to everything, please. Um, the upskirting. That's it for me. Oh, yeah. Of in the bleachers. There's a lot of little things like that. Yeah, so much. Yeah. Um, uh, again, but staying on the lyrics for the songs for a second, I never realized how dark the lyrics to Beauty School Dropout are. Yeah, that she's a beauty school dropout. They're really dark. Like, I, I just... It, That's a dark... It's a dark moment for Frenchie. It is. Like, to drop out of beauty school. But, like, I always thought of that song as, um, as like, a lighter moment, as, like, a, a, a fun kind of moment or something. But it's... Um, sorry, I'm just getting the lyrics up. 
most mixed up non-delinquent on the block. <laughs> um, what's left of your career now? Can't even get a trade well, in on we your smock. that's what we were talking about with 10 Things I Hate About You is that the, the kids there aren't really dealing with any real problems. Whereas the kids here are. Yeah. And that's why the movie has such lasting value because it's real. Like when dropping out of high school is a real thing that happens. Yeah. When we're looking at 10 things I hate about you, dropping out of high school isn't like part of the equation necessarily. You go to college, it's just like, which college? These kids aren't going to college. They're barely going to finish high school. Yeah. They're in a completely different class and they have different problems. And so that's why the movie is great because it has enormous joy and celebration, but it's quite real. Yeah. It's serious. It's real. But like, the... where, where is it? Here's. They couldn't teach you anything. You think you're such a looker, but no customer would go to you unless she was a hooker. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Mm. It's very kind of like, just forget about yeah. your dreams and just go back to school. You idiot. Harsh on Frenchie. Poor Frenchie. Anywho, uh, do you have anything else that shocks you now? No. Okay. I mean, we could talk about the whole obvious one, which is the sexy Sandy thing, but we can leave that to the end if you like. Or we can that just forget about it because everyone talks about it. Next. Okay. How well, does it shape one. you or what is the most relatable aspects to this movie? Um. Well, I, I'll just... I think, again, my mum was pretty like, did not like this movie and she, her opinions about it she made like really clear to me I think that she always felt like it gave really bad messages for girls about how to behave mm. with Rizzo's character and through Sandy's decision at the end and it's not even that the movie shaped me it's that my mum shaped me with her reaction to the movie um that she that like she would say like you don't change for a man. And then I remember being like, maybe change for a man. Like, what's the big deal? And I just remember having that internal conflict of like my mum being so hard about the grease message and then me kind of feeling like the other way. And so I actually think it did shape me thinking like, what's the big deal changing for a man? <laughs> yeah. I did that a lot. I mean, I'm only now learning to fucking stop it. I'm learning now to stop that shit. But I think that yeah it was like a funny dynamic about Greece and my mama and like what she was telling me and then what I like she was so strong about it that I kind of was like nah you're wrong yeah because like I always found the whole thing really confusing anyway like when you look at it and the whole way Sandy changes at the end for him and he's there in the letter jacket and and he throws it off to be Danny with Sandy but it's like but isn't the whole premise of the movie that at the beginning when he met Sandy he was being himself like when he met Sandy and spent the summer with Sandy she was herself and he was him he liked her and then he went back to the T-Birds and then you know in that moment like you said when they when they bring her to him and they throw him and he's like Sandy and he's so like he's uh, for a moment he's that <laughs> Danny and then he sees the guys and he's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then so at the end, it makes no sense to me that he would then strip off the jacket and go back to T-Bird Danny to match Sandy. Like it, this, the thread of the story makes no sense. Like it would make more sense if at the end 
he changed well not changed but he just admitted guys that's not who i really am this is who i really am and like sandy's who i want so it's just fucked that yeah. they went through that whole story and then still made sandy have to be the one to become sexy in order to get the man yeah well speaking of yeah that, well that's i think kinda... what he he wanted to what he wanted to be able to have a, a sincere emotional uh outpouring to her about the way he feels yeah and he felt like he couldn't do that with his whole t-bird persona like what he really wanted was to be free with the way he felt about her and to express himself and so i guess one way or another he got there because mm-hmm. are you the one that i want <laughs> uh just maybe what they want is to be able to freely express how they feel about each other and yeah. but yeah that's why 10 things i hate about you is at the end because you know they go on a whole journey trying to be other people and then only to come back and just be themselves yeah it's a being yourself is the best absolute best message and you know when you when you do this stuff like in greece like sort of putting on these other this affect all you're doing is prolonging the journey back to yourself do yourself a favor and just be yourself so speaking of do you want do you want to hear my answer yeah what's your answer (laughs) um well i've got two answers so number one is i just i always found the casual bitchiness of the girls really relatable the way that they spoke to each other they weren't all like, you know, <laughs> bubble gummy to each other in their friendships. They There was just a little bit of um, smartassery, I guess. That reminded totally. me a lot of like the people that I was friends with. And I was like, yeah, okay, cool. That's that's the kind of, yeah. um, the kind of way that we talk to each other. But the thing that really kind of, I guess something that really shaped me and I found not, not relatable, but something that definitely affected me growing up because I watched Grease from very very young age and there's a couple of scenes that kind of that link it in right so there's one which is the scene at the diner there's two scenes at the diner and one is with Jan and there's a line that I can't remember the guy's name the t-bird who says it to her but he says there's more to you than just fat and it's firstly the idea that Jan is fat like it's so insane because that actress, there's not a tiny thing about her that you could determine to be considered fat. So in my mind, I was like, well, if Jan is fat, then I'm like obese, basically. And then uh, there's another scene at the diner with Sandy and Danny when they're ordering food and he orders like, he's like, oh, I'm not that hungry. And he orders like this huge thing of all these different massive fatty foods. And Sandy says, oh, that sounds good. I'll have the same. And he just looks at her and he's like, what? Like, you're amazing. Are you serious that you can eat all that? And it made me think, it was the kind of thing that made me think like, oh, so you're supposed to look like that and be able to eat like that. And if you can't do those two things, then there's something wrong with you. Um, So yeah, there was definitely like a connection between the two of those things that like, you're supposed to be skinny and pretty, but be able to eat like a man but you can't get any tiny little bit bigger than Sandy because then you would be Jan and that's fat. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like Sandy's. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. There's something about Frenchie that I always connect to, but I don't know what it is about her. I don't know what it is about Frenchie. I, I, I can't, but there's something about 
her kindness that I think always affected me a little bit, like how nice she is to Sandy, yeah. how easy it is for the other people to mock her. But then Frenchie comes in with kindness and time and like I – but she's like this dropout and this like dropkick and she doesn't have value. I, I can never put it into words, but something about Frenchie always seems like enormously unfair as well. Like she gets a lot of shit in the movie, but she's clearly the kindest person. Yeah. She's so nice to Sandy. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. All right. Well, then let's else to say. The, let's move into the last question. Who are you in this school? Well, I'm done talking about myself in high school because I've talked about that way too much. And but but I feel like I'm Rizzo, and the only reason I feel like I'm Rizzo is because she's the she's the most three dimensional person in this entire movie. She's actually the only person who's a full human. <laughs> Okay. I think a full character. Therefore, she's the only one that actually seems like a person to me. But I feel I feel very close to Rizzo, very close to her. I love her sass. I love that she is who she is. The thing that you said about her saying, like, at least I don't play, right? I I don't play. There are worse things I can do. She's not afraid to show that she likes to have sex. She doesn't see the point in in messing around. She's very straightforward. She's clear mm. and she just is who she is and she gets a lot of hate for it, but she's like, I'm just going to be who I am. I like her character. I feel like she's she's very rich character and I, I, I've, I relate to her. Yeah. What about you? Oh, I'm Jan. You're Jan? Yeah, obviously. <laughs> the face you're making. Jan, I don't, I don't want def- you to be Jan. Huh? I don't want you to be Jan. Oh, that's who I was. I was the I was the fat kid who was like just the annoying one that people just wanted to go away. <laughs> I was basically like that's, that's know, who I was in school. So <laughs> she puts on a whole character. It's like a very defensive thing as well. Yeah. Um, it reminds me, you know, when I was, I used to put on that like class clown sort of character sometimes mm. just to you know, I always wanted to, create a to layer be of protection around myself yeah like that was the yeah thing. I wanted to well, be Frenchy, but she's kind and she's beautiful but she's not so beautiful that it's like a vanity thing mm. like Marty so to me it's like Frenchie's kind of the best of everything except the issue with her lack of academic sort of yeah. success means she's probably going to be struggling like that for the rest of her life she'll probably have to depend on getting married and everything Mm. but she's she's both beautiful and kind i think but not so not like sandy who's so like pretty but anyway ah who cares these aren't real people i do (laughs) feel like rizzo is a real person even even rizzo's outfits they're just they're good they're not like so accentuated they're just sort of regular i love stockard Mm. chatting yeah she is exceptional Um, okay, final like comments. Slightly like Rizzo. Final comments then. Okay, so hopelessly devoted. And when she looks in the water and John Travolta's face just turns <laughs> up in the water. It's so funny. It's so weird. And related to that is, John Tra- is the montage of them at the beginning of the film when he falls backwards into a sandcastle. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> just John. That those two things are very funny to me. Um, what about you? I've got so the <laughs> one one thing is that well I I mean following on from Frenchie I always wanted her pink hair. I think the only reason I dye my hair blonde is because I'm trying to get it light enough so that I can dye it that color pink. <laughs> just just for a while. <laughs> um, but also on the pinks, uh, <laughs> you know when they do the drag race, right? And they and they get there, they're about to start the drag race and the guy, I can't remember, the, 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 the baddie from the other place and he jumps out and he's going, we're playing for pinks. I didn't know, like what he said, like pinks, pink slips, you know, ownership rights. For many, 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 many years, I thought he meant ownership rights to the pink ladies. Always. I didn't think, I didn't even, I didn't even register that. What, what's pink slips? The, the, the cars. Oh. Oh, for the, to have the cars? Yeah. So whoever wins the race yeah, gets I would have the pink slips that for the cars. But like for so many years when he said pinks and then ownership papers, I was always like, oh, so like the pink ladies, they get like the ownership to, to being able to, to be called the pink ladies or something weird like that. That's just, that's what I always thought when I was a kid because I didn't know what the fuck a pink slip was. So yeah, there we go. Something I learned. How could the, the teacher, <laughs> the mechanic from the school, the lady who comes to help... It's so random. I love that it's a woman. Can I rank the songs? Um, I know. I love that it's a woman. Can I I rank my songs? uh, The songs now? Can we we finish final comments first? I guess this is my final comment. All right. Okay. I I haven't got any more final comments. Okay. Um, Then. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I just. Something that I always found really ridiculous as well is like there's the whole fact that like it's the, you know, they're the bad guys. It's like the Jets and the Sharks from um, West Side Story is the whole vibe that it's supposed to be. You know, they're like two rival gangs, but they're so bad. They've got flip knives and everything. And it's like, yeah, they've got their, they've got their leather jacket. They've got their cars for racing. They've got their flick knives, but they still go to the dance. <laughs> like that just reminded me of something. It reminded me of Never Been Kissed when they're like the the guys like oh the dads the dads the theme like all these kids giving a shit about the dads just yeah. doesn't quite check out. Yeah, it's just this, this weird moment where it's like yeah, but it's cool. TV. It's not just a dance. It's a like dance competition that's come to the school. It's it's a nationwide dance off. Yeah, I don't know. I just still think the guys school, going around with so... flick knives and leather jackets still don't give a toss about the <laughs> national bandstand contest or national dance contest thing. Like, yeah, I don't buy it. I don't <laughs> buy it. Okay. <laughs> Anywho, only Danny. If it was just Danny, it would make sense. <laughs> All right, go on, go on, go on. Rank rank the songs then. I know you're dying to do it. Okay. You've basically waiting the whole episode to do this. So mean. See how mean she is to me? <laughs> Guys. That's only because okay, you get bored of what I'm one. saying. And I know you're just waiting to do your bit. So go on, do your bit. No, <laughs> oh, I don't. <laughs> Firstly, we have to edit this in like under a week. So I'm cognizant <laughs> of that. The whole time I'm just like, oh, this is an edit. Because every time there's a break... 
Yeah. Just so you know. Who's editing it? Me or you? I'll do it. I'll do it. Okay. okay. All right. Number 10. <laughs> Sad though is number 10. That If there was anything more than 10, I would put that even more down with the hot dog. Okay. Number nine, I've put Summer Lovin' because it's... Number eight is hopelessly devoted to you. It's a great song, but it isn't. It isn't better than mm. Beauty School Dropout, which is actually tops. Beauty School Dropout. It's Rizzo at the front. Did you know that? Did you see? Yeah, it's a cup. It's Marty and Rizzo, or whatever. Mm. Okay, Sandra D. I love this performance by Stockard Channing. Lousy with virginity. Virginity. (laughs) Won't go to bed till I'm legally wed. My name is... I love that (laughs) so much. And I love how... You know how when when music is in a movie is not eidetic? How do you say it? It's not really happening. Mm. But I like that it is really happening because Sandy's like, are you guys making fun of me? They're like, oh, you you could hear us singing. I thought this was a musical where nobody could hear us. Okay. That seventh six is Grease Lightning, which is honestly so good. The chicks will cream. Keep talking. Oh, keep talking. Okay, Chicks Will Cream. Four is the abortion song, but it's actually just the slut song. Yeah. It's great. (laughs) Great performance by Stockard Channing. Number three is the theme song. Grease is... Grease is the word. Grease is the word. It's got rules. It's got meaning. Do, 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 do. It's great. It's so good. And then the net, and the number two is I've decided number two is you're the one that I won't you controversial maybe, won't. honey, <laughs> so good. Then I, I know I'm what happy number one is. Came like that. Yes, we'll be together like We go together like changey change bop chew up a da ba da. Chang chang changey change bop. I said all of that wrong. I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> I've lost it. <laughs> Except I the hate way, the, the words are change, like, I hate the flying part. So stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but it just is there, so we just have to. Do it. <laughs> it's just all like right, it's just Greece. so like. Why did you do this? <laughs> what about um? Okay. What about? What about what? love? Have I missed something? Is a very splendid thing. <laughs> When's that? <laughs> it's just, it's the opening song is all, it's the first bit that we get with Sandy and Danny oh. on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> that can be 10 and Sandy can go down to 11. Okay. <laughs> um, that's my rankings. Okay. What ba 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 what That's Oh, you're good. <laughs> so we finished the mini series. That was so Yes, we fun. did. Oh yeah, I forgot. That's the end of our teenage dirtbag mini series where we basically just looked for an excuse to be able to talk about movies from uh from our childhood. 
<laughs> Nothing wrong with that nope. at all. <laughs> what is next? You're the next mini series. I'm excited about this one. Queen. So I'm excited about this one because um, no spoilers, but because it won't because it won't be announced until next week's episode, at the end of One Flew Over the Cookies Nest. But we're kicking off the next series, the next cycle. The first main episode will be Back to the Future. So I decided that I wanted to do the mini sode all about time travel. So we're doing wibbly wobbly timey wimey. Yeah, I'm just going to call it that. That's it. Um, wibbly wobbly timey wimey. Uh, wibbly wobbly timey wimey. Not, not to confuse people into thinking we're going to start talking about Doctor Who, but because uh, we're not. But we are going to do... So the movies I've picked are See You Yesterday. Um, then... Sorry. See You Yesterday is a 2019 movie on Netflix, which is excellent and everybody should watch. Then we will do The Flight of the Navigator. Then we have The Adam Project, which is the new Ryan Reynolds movie, which is also great fun. And then we have Pam Springs, which is more for the adults. That's the Andy Samberg film. And finishing it all off with a classic... Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I'm excited. Yay. That sounded so fake. Can't wait. Sounds really fun. <laughs> oh, I'm in a... Look at me. Look at me. My charger doesn't go further than that. I've had to move the bag. I can only put so much excitement It looks like you've just gone right now. I've gone back to work. Uh, yeah, that sounds great, Abby. Whatever. Bye. <laughs> No, I had to plug my phone in. It was like eight okay. percent. All right, and then so it's there. Look. Okay, well that's the end of this mini series. Just... Then uh, main episode next week is One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest to be released then. So yeah, it is. We're teenage dirtbags, baby. Happy is a much bigger dirtbag than I'm clearly the dirtbag here. It's me. I'm the dirtbag. We'll be together like chibabidabababababdangdang. We go together like changly changly bop chuapadabadab.